podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's 9am on Saturday the 20th of June. Sabri Lamushi has signed a new contract at Forest. Michael Dawson has signed on for another year, as has Sami Amiobi. And five other players have committed themselves to the end of the season, including Ben Watson. Forest play Sheffield Wednesday today in a mini-season that's like no other. Let's see what happens. Come on, you Reds. Welcome to Rich Ferrara's Forest Ramble podcast. Uh, you may have noticed that football is back and Forest are back. And uh, as our friend the Maradon the Midlands says, uh, the new normal feels very much like the old normal. Um, I'm joined by Mr. Stephen Topless. How are you doing? I'm good. Very good. Excellent. Now, before we get into talking about the match itself, uh, I know that you were one of the people, um, and several people I know, who fell foul of the problems with the iFollow um, platform. Um, Stephen, what was your experience like? Um, Not great. Waiting three months to watch Forest again, and then the the iFollow system to let us down and give us a blank screen for a good chunk of the first half. But, uh, I mean, to be honest, I was expecting something to go wrong. I think it's just an I follow thing, maybe a forest thing. Um, I was expecting with thousands upon thousands of fans logging in, possibly for the first time, to watch Forest on iFollow. I was expecting some teething trouble and uh, we got it. So, you know, mm. welcome back, football. Well, quite. Um, so I think that um, a few people on Twitter had uh, had mentioned to us, particularly um, some of the overseas fans, that I follow is good when it works, but there's a lot of times when it doesn't quite work. So, um, so hopefully, uh, the EFL um, have uh, you know they're they're the ones who contracted I follow to do the job, and hopefully they'll be giving them a dressing down. Um, I was um, saying that it does put the clubs into a really, really difficult position because obviously uh, as fans, we pay our money to the clubs, um, but they don't provide the service. I follow a third party provider. So um, if you're a fan and you've paid £10 to Forest or this is part of your season ticket money, then you can only complain to Forest, but Forest is kind of out of their hands. You know, that's where the clubs do have to step up and, and go to the EFL, go to iFollow and say, hang on a minute, people are relying on this service now. It's got to be up to scratch and do the job. Yeah, I agree. And um, I would also say that under-18 fans um, aren't being allowed to be given an iFollow code because I think it's to do with um, the fact that uh, there's advertising for, for, for betting and gambling sites on iFollow. So it means if you're under 18, you've paid money for your season ticket and you're not getting the iFollow code, not even via your parents. Forrest have said it's iFollow's fault. iFollow have said it's Forrest's fault. And they might be onto something because apparently Millwall sent iFollow codes to the parents of under 18 fans. So there's something funny going on there. And um, there's some people who are passing the book somewhere. Um, I just want to give a very quick shout out before we move on to the NFFC Supporters Trust, who've been doing a lot of liaison between the club and fans about this uh, because they're very much aware of the fact that fans are getting excluded deliberately or otherwise. Um, So um, 
So to the, to the trust, um, thank you for the, your hard work on this. We do appreciate it. Um, let's get on to the stuff that we really want to talk about, which is football. And um, it was a, if you'd said beforehand that we'd get a one-all result away at a team that we haven't beaten for a while, then you'd probably have taken that, wouldn't you, Stephen? You probably would have, yes. Um, given how things played out, though, and the fact that Boris were a couple of minutes away from taking all three points, it the result does feel a bit bit more like a defeat. Um, but saying that Wednesday were worthy of the point, and I think on the day a draw was a fair result. Um, Wednesday probably shaded it as well across the whole ninety minutes. Um, but Forest were at times were, were good, sticking to the game plan which we know. Uh, that they like to to utilise when on the road, making themselves very difficult to beat. Um, got the goal through Joe Lolly, which was a really nice finish and actually a good take from him uh, initially, picking up the clearance and, and carrying it forward to go on and score. It's just a shame that Forrest couldn't hold on because when they did score, they retreated and stayed retreated pretty much for the remainder of the game. And, that contributed to them conceding and, and dropping two points. Yeah, and uh, the Maradona of the Midlands, uh, he couldn't, Maradona the Modlands, the Maradona of the Midlands couldn't join us uh, this evening, but um, he, he uh, I'm sure he'd be pointing out that it boils down to the same problem that we've had all season, which is uh, we're not always brilliant at keeping the ball, particularly um, when we are in a defensive position. And and that did, that did, become apparent again so some things don't change um with regard to team selection obviously due to injury there was no Sambaso which we expected but there's also no Ben Watson which we didn't expect do you think that contributed to uh Forrest maybe lacking a little bit of composure in those defensive uh, situations I think so yes if you look at the team that finished the game I mean even the team that started it there isn't Aside from Graben, who's playing up front, there isn't somebody with that real kind of experience, uh, that know-how to help you see a game out, which I think Watson would have brought to the team in had he been on the pitch. That's where potentially you could have brought on Michael Dawson for the last 10, 15, especially when we were more defensive, to just shore things up that little bit more and just have his experience out there on the pitch, guiding the rest of the team and getting them over the line. Um, it's, yeah, obviously losing Watson was a, was a blow on the day because his experience, I think, would have would have helped us and possibly would have been the difference between, in the position that we were, between taking all three points and taking the one that we eventually did. Mm. I will, uh, as as I so often say in our podcast, I'll come back to the Dawson issue a little bit later because I think you've raised a really, really good point. But also thinking about uh, that starting 11, um, is there anything to read into the fact that maybe Brennan Johnson was chosen in the number 10 role and maybe that, uh, once again, Sabri didn't give a chance to John Bostock? Anything that you want to that we can take from that? Or do you think that's just team selection when there's a lot of games coming up? Um, I think it's team selection with the games that that, that are to come. Um, 
I don't know if you can read too much into the what into the selection for this one game. If it's a similar pattern that emerges for Huddersfield next week and the games that follow, then you can probably say yes. There's a reason why Carvalho is not playing number ten or Bostock isn't getting a start. But um, I, I think for the moment we just have to see, wait and see how things play out. I think given that Ryan Yates had, has been in the team a bit more than Bostock this season why he was given the start. Um, Brennan Johnson, when he's played, has generally done okay and he hasn't looked out of place. So I wasn't too... A little bit surprised, but I wasn't too disappointed he was in the team. I was quite looking forward to seeing how he got on. He had some decent touches and a few good moments. So it's just, again, Thiago Silva playing, having to play that slightly deeper role. I don't know if that really gets the best out of him. Um, and I think that's where a Bostock in that slightly more retreated role, bringing the ball out from defence and doing that transition from defence to midfield, I think that would make the midfield, I think it would just make it tick a bit better. Mm. Yeah, OK. Um, I mean, it's it's worth saying that, uh, you know, obviously subs were made and one sub that wasn't made, and we should be glad of it, which was that obviously Brice Samba seemed to be carrying a bit of a, a bit of a stiff or a tight muscle. Um, he wasn't taking uh, the goal kicks. Um, so is that something that we should be a bit worried about for next week? Um, I would hope not, no. It might just be they were, they were protecting where possible. He was probably fit enough to make saves, but you know, making long goal clearances and things like that. It might just, they're just trying to protect the muscle if there was a little bit of a strain there. So I'm hoping that a week's rest or some light training will, will be enough to get him through to next week. The, the beauty of him being the goalkeeper is probably doesn't need to be as involved in training as the outfield players. So you do have the opportunity to give him a bit, a bit of a rest and hopefully he won't fall too far behind in sharpness as a result. Mm. Um, so, I mean, one of the things that, on that subject of subs and on the subject of uh, of fitness, um, not just from Forest match, but in the EFL and in the Premier League, we've seen a lot of late goals. Um, and to me, that sh- just goes to show that, especially if there's been a warm weekend, um, that actually fitness, without having a proper preseason, um, you can do as much running and home gym work as you like and you can wear your your gps trackers and your fitness trackers and all of that kind of stuff but there's no substitute for actually playing and it seems as though there's a lot of teams who get knackered before the 90 minutes are up drinks breaks or not um so i think um were you surprised that sabri only made four subs rather than five Uh, a little yeah um i think that's where maybe more defensive reinforcements could have come on. You had Jenkinson or Dawson who didn't uh, didn't come onto the pitch, who were the, the, the other defensive options. Um, Alpha Samido came on and didn't really do a great deal in the match, I thought. I didn't think he imposed himself enough, um, whereas somebody like Samba Sao would. But, um, yeah, I think this is going to be a trend. You're just going to see maybe these first couple of games, there might be some late goals and bit of late drama, just through tired legs and, and exhausted plays. You saw at the end how tired Figueroa was, for example. Um, he was really struggling. And then the goal came with a corner coming into the box. Figueroa didn't pick his man up, allowed him to 
the step away and it was Wickham and he put the ball in the back of the net. So, yeah, hopefully it is just a match sharpness thing. The other thing, though, to the factor in is the fact these games now are going to be played in peak summertime when football outside of major tournaments is never normally played. So that is also going to have an effect on players in terms of fatigue and energy levels purely because of the heat and the sun that we're going to have. Yeah, what's one thing that's been interesting from the matches I've seen is uh, um, that that spectacle of players going down with cramp, uh, which is normally reserved only for FA Cup finals or World Cup group games. Um, so, um, so we're seeing that, and and it's not a coincidence, is it? Um, you mentioned about Figueroa. Obviously, we do need to mention what was really interesting is that he put the ball out for a corner. Uh, from which Wednesday scored. When he put the ball out for that corner, he slid, he kicked it out, and then he had real trouble getting up. And he was obviously absolutely dead on his feet. And then after the goal went in, um, he did apparently, and now I didn't notice this, but he did apparently have a have a go at Alpha Semedo. And I'm presuming that he was saying that he needed a bit of help because it was very, very easy for Wickham to out-muscle Toby. He just kind of pinned him down so that Wickham himself barely needed to lift his head, never mind jump for it. Um, and it's effectively a free header because he'd out-muscled Toby in that situation. Um, should, going back to the point you made earlier, should we have brought on... It's easy with hindsight to say that Figueredo should have come off, but actually, just regardless of who came, came off, should we have brought on Dawson so that we had a bit of aerial prowess and that bit of experience and leadership in the defensive third of the pitch? I think we should have done... Um, at that point in the game, it's, we weren't offering a great deal of attacking threat other than a bit of a counter. So um, I think sacrificing a midfielder or an attacking player, just to get that extra centre-back on the pitch, I don't think that would have been a bad move. And then you've just got Dawson sat in defence, marshalling. And I say, I think it's that, it really, it's the experience and leadership. I think um, where Michael Dawson still has it is when it comes to heading balls in his own box, isn't it? So... Uh, so I think that makes sense. Okay, um, so overall, a point we can feel happy with, although the way in which we lost two points, we are a little bit sad about, I guess. Um, obviously, it's Huddersfield next Sunday, so the players get an extra day's rest. I have no idea if that's something that they will appreciate or not, because I suspect they want to keep going. Um, but we've got home advantage. Um what do you think home advantage will look like for Forest in these circumstances, Stephen? I think it might put them in a better position, actually, because all season, Forest, ha- while they've been good away, they've struggled to, to recreate that away form at home. And I think sometimes the players do struggle in front of the home crowd. Maybe the pressure, the expectancy of being a top six team and the expectancy to go out and beat most teams. There's pressure from the crowd. If things don't quite go our way after 20, 25 minutes, you do hear murmurs, uh, a discontent from some fans, and you do wonder if that affects the players sometimes. There won't be any of that because there won't be any fans in the ground. So you can almost, you know, there isn't going to be that pressure. You can just go out and play football and, and hopefully... It's just all about the quality on the pitch and Forest, I would think, should have more 
more than enough quality to win games at home for the remainder of the season. Yeah, I think um, it's it's the advantages, uh, you know, all the pros of, of, of home advantage in terms of familiar environment. It's not far to travel. You get, I'm assuming they're going to play Monarch entire beforehand and put some stuff on the video screens, despite the fact there's not many people there to see it. But without our notoriously twitchy support getting twitchy. Um, uh, I mean, Huddersfield, like Sheffield Wednesday in many ways, um, are kind of, they are physical when they need to be and, and direct when they need to be. Although I'd argue that um, Sheffield Wednesday probably have got a little bit more quality, particularly uh, players like Bannon and so on, that maybe Huddersfield don't have. Um, so I think Forrest are going to have to be strong again. Uh, obviously, we need to see if Sa- if Sabri's learnt anything from uh, from the experience at the weekend in terms of team selection, using substitutions, communication, the kinds of things that we're all learning, and all of the coaches in all of the divisions are learning. Um, and uh, we await to see what it looks like. Um, just very quickly, Stephen, um, we talked about it in our last podcast uh, a week ago. But um, Sabri has signed his new deal. Dawson signed his new deal. Amiobi signed his new deal. And Watson is with us until the end of the season. Who knows what's going to happen with that one longer term? Are you happy with all of that so far? Yeah, I uh, I think that just puts to bed any doubts over where players are going to be next season, where the manager's going to be as well. Um, it's yeah, that's a real, really, uh, re- real, really positive move that the club have taken to get. Sabri signed up. He's obviously earned another deal. He's, the job he's done to, to get Forrest into the, the top six for pretty much all, the whole of the season and turn us into one of the best teams in the league. He's done a fantastic job and long may it continue. Okay, lovely. Uh, we will be back with uh, mini-match reports after as many matches as we can muster. Um, and hopefully, as well as some new contracts, we'll have plenty more to celebrate at the end of this season. Uh, thank you to Stephen Topless. Thank you to you, listener, for joining us. And we will be back with you very soon. Podcast Network.